0: Welcome to St. Mark's N4, a church in the heart of Finsbury Park. For more information, visit our website. We can also be found on social media too. We look forward to seeing you at one of our services really soon. There's the old saying, isn't it, that good news travels fast. And we've been looking at this series on stewardship stewardship of uh, last week we looked at stewardship of actually our money and our resources and I, I want to thank you um because i think when we were checking this morning there's something like about 14 and a half thousand pounds that has been given in this last week and i want to express my gratitude but i hope that that's been a response of love um for all that jesus has done for us And then in the weeks before, we've been looking at how we could steward our time. We've been looking at how we could steward our abilities and talents and gifts and all that God has given us physically, those mental capacities and physical things that we can do and how we can bless one another with the skills that God has given us. We thought about our responsibility to all that God has made and our responsibility as a church. And what I want to just do again this morning is encourage you with the stuff that we have in church to recycle, not only here, but in in our homes. Actually, I've been talking to Regina about some of the stuff we're throwing into the skip, which we should actually be putting in recycling. And if we're going to steward God's creation properly, we need to be careful about what we use and how we use it. And then we looked at, actually, right at the start, We looked at giving of ourselves. We were encouraged to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. And this week, what I want us to think about, the last week that we look at stewarding um, in this series, I want us to think about stewardship of the good news. We have a responsibility, not only to all those other things, but we have a responsibility to steward the good news that Jesus has given us. Well, I suppose the question really is, what is that good news then? What is it that we're going to steward if we're going to steward the good news? I am not a Greek uh, scholar, but I know from being at college and hearing sermons on this in the past that the Greek word behind this good news is the word euangelion. It's where we get the word evangelism from. And what was that? Where was this used in classical Greek? What is that word? What was the meaning at the time that it was written here? In the Roman Empire, a messenger would be sent when a victory had been run to take news back to the emperor in Rome. He would be sent as the euangelion, and to bring the galleon, to bring the good news of a victory that had been won. Can you see the parallel already that we have the good news that a victory has been won? But maybe this messenger was also sent with news sometimes of maybe a birth of somebody in the emperor's household and sent out to the provinces to bring that good news, that news of celebration. The Ewangelion was to proclaim the good news. And the euangelion for us, the good news for us, is that Jesus loves you, that God loves you. In fact, that God loves you so much that he sent his son, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I can see that that excites you. Does it? (laughs) God loves you and he sent his son to die for you so that you could have everlasting life. Can I get an amen? Amen, thank you. (laughs) God loves every person. And he loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. That's why today we will take bread and wine. It remembers that his body was given for us. And his blood was poured out for us. It reminds us that we're now in the new covenant, not the old covenant. Part of the liturgy that we sometimes use is this is the new covenant in his blood. It's the new agreement. The old agreement has ended where we had to live by rules and regulations and we're in the new covenant which is one of grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's through all that Jesus has done that we can be reconciled to God But not only reconciled, we then get given his righteousness. We used to sing a song, I am covered in his robes of righteousness that Jesus gives to me. And when God looks at you, when you have faith and trust in him, he sees you clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That sounds like good news. You know, where is the excitement of us knowing that good news, like, a Bo- a, like Bola sharing with so many people about her son? You know, I remember when our son was born, and we were in hospital, and it was in those days when they wheeled a trolley into you with a phone on, and you had to have 50 or 20 Ps to be able to phone people, because mobile phones, well, they just did exist then, but only just. And phoning people and saying, we've got a son. And that excitement of sharing the good news. But that word holds in it something that's much more than just proclamation. It's much more than just sharing the good news and telling the good news. The New Bible Dictionary says this. In classical Greek literature, the word is also designated the reward given for the good tidings it's also indicated the message itself originally the announcement of victory but later applied to the message of bringing joy see in the message there is a reward the good news contains within it a reward what is the reward of that good news I wonder if you can sort of get your head around it. Let me try to explain. Many, 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 many years ago, I can just remember it, I took my driving test. And it was a January day, it was a bit snowy, actually the roads were quite slippery. Uh, And there was one section, it's a very narrow road, where I was driving down this narrow road and there was a lorry coming up the road and there was nowhere for me to go other than drive on the pavement. And I thought, that's it. (laughs) But we pulled back into the the test centre car park and the driving examiner turned to me and said, good news, you've passed. And he gave me the pass certificate. The reward of the good news was to receive my pass. Maybe a student opens an envelope and receives the good news that they have the grades and the reward is the admission to a university. And with the good news that Jesus has entrusted to you and to me to share, there is a reward. St. Paul says, it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The reward of the good news and the reception of the good news is your salvation. It's being rescued from the dominion of darkness and being brought into the kingdom of his Son, whom he loves. You know, there's, uh, there's a football stadium just down the road, I think. Um, I think there's a match on today. So if we go beyond 12 o'clock and you've got a car outside, you need a parking ticket. So don't forget... But if somebody transfers from Arsenal, let's say to, um, can I think of another football club? Well, let's say Tottenham, shall we? Sounds good, doesn't it? You know, the person, the manager from Arsenal cannot phone then up that football player that's been transferred and says and say to them, "I want you to come and I want you to do this and I want you to do that." They've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness. Is Arsenal dark? I'm not sure. Into the kingdom of light. (laughs) And salvation, when we hear the good news and receive it and believe it, we are transferred out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the Son that he loves. But not only that, the reward is receiving power from God. Power not merely a witness to his power, but an expression of his power. Our gospel, Paul says, came not only to you in words, but also in power. John Knox Chamberlain writes this. His point is not that the gospel was accompanied by mighty works, but that the gospel itself is a mighty work. God makes it so through his Holy Spirit. Furthermore, God's singular purpose in thus exercising his power is to change people's lives, to liberate them from sin and death, and to reconcile them to himself, in short, to save them. The gospel has the power to effect the salvation, and it announces, and to impart the life it promises. That's what we have been entrusted to share the good news that affects salvation and announces and to impart the life that it promises. In short, the gospel is the decisive place of encounter between man, the sinner, and God, the Savior. And if you are a Christian someone who has encountered the good news and responded to it by believing, then you've had this decisive encounter with God in both proclamation and power, and you have been made righteous. Do you feel righteous? Do you feel righteous? You do? There's one person here who feels righteous. (laughs) See, righteousness in you is not a state of feeling, but is a fact of what Jesus has done in your life for you. And that's why the Bible says, for it is by grace you have been saved, by faith, which is the gift of God. This good news is good news that has the power to change lives. Do you, know, do you know people whose lives need changing? I do. Have I told them about Jesus? Some of them may be. See, we have, I believe, a responsibility to steward the good news. And stewarding the good news is not shutting it up in this church. Stewarding the good news is about the proclamation in the marketplace and sharing the good news with those that we know and meet. See, Paul goes on to say that we are to be the people who make the most of every opportunity. We're to be the people who are prepared to preach the word in season and out of season. The gospel of Mark says that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I'm sorry to tell you that this instruction is not just for the professionals, the paid ministers of churches, but is for every person who knows and believes Jesus. Because, again, if you read your Bible, what you will see is that we are all priests in the kingdom of God if we know and love him. And that responsibility of a priest is to communicate the message of God to those around us. We have a responsibility to steward the good news, the gospel, In one of the previous churches I was in, uh, there was a particular lady. And uh, I hope you understand me when I say that she had the ability to talk. (laughs) Do you know the sort of person I mean? (laughs) Uh, Could talk about anything and everything. And if we had coffee after the service, the one voice you would always hear sort of rising above the melee would be this woman's voice. She could talk about anything and everything. She was quite good at verbalizing when I got things wrong, particularly, and pointing that out not only to me, but to others as well. She would talk about so many things, her skills, what she had made. I remember one conversation with her after a particular talk that I was giving at a mother's union Um, afternoon and I had been encouraging them, it was actually at Christmas, to um, share the good tidings of great joy which is for all people to you this day is born in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord it was such good news that a whole angelic choir was backing up that announcement and I was encouraging the people to share And uh, after, when we were having tea and coffee, I could hear this lady talking and sort of in the melee, I found myself next to her and said, it would be great if you could share the good news. Oh, I could never do that. Uh, I'm I'm so, so shy when it comes to talking. (laughs) And I bet some of you are there thinking, I could never do that. I could never share. And I want to tell you this morning, that's the devil's lie. That's the devil whispering in your ear, oh, oh, you're not good enough. You don't know enough Bible knowledge to share the good news. Oh, you're too shy to share the good news. Oh, just think what other people would think of you if you said that you were a Christian. That's the devil's lie. Because he wants to put a gag on you. But the gospel is the power of God for those who believe. And part of that power is the impartation of his Holy Spirit. And if you have his Holy Spirit, you have his voice. You have his authority. And you can speak in the name of Jesus. And you can speak with power, authority. But that doesn't mean shouting. Because we are called to speak with gentleness and respect. And today I want you to know that you not only have the responsibility to steward and to share the good news, but you have the power to do it because God lives in you by his Holy Spirit. And the word says that in those situations, God, by his Spirit, will give us the words to speak. And I'm so pleased, Aurora, that you shared that you were able to share the good news with somebody Because God, I believe, by his spirit gave you the courage and the power in order to share. And if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that you have the power, then you're actually saying that God is not God and that he's not strong enough and powerful enough to impact and affect your life. You have the responsibility But God has given you all that you need for life and godliness through the power of his Holy Spirit. See, most of us, as I witnessed earlier, don't have problems in sharing good news. I've seen it. I've seen you talk. Most of you talk very well. Don't you? No? we do so what I want to encourage you to do is pray for opportunity God given opportunities to share the good news to ask him tell him you're nervous tell him that you don't like doing this you probably won't believe me but there are occasions when I stand here when I have to Lois will tell you that this is the truth when I have to tighten the muscles in my legs to stop them from shaking. But I believe God has given me the responsibility of sharing his message in this place, in this church. And the thing is that when we step up and we do it, God gives us the strength and power to fulfill the tasks that he has given us. Let us be stewards of the good news that's not just the message but is the power of God for salvation to bring righteousness, to bring hope, to bring transformed lives. Let's make it central to all that we are and all that we do. Can I ask a question? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? It's not me. (laughs) Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? the king of glory, the king above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That he should take my place. That he should bear my cross. Who would lay down his life that we might be set free. Jesus. We sing, Jesus, I'll sing for all that you've done for me. I want to encourage you to talk and share for all that he's done for you. Let me stand, I want to pray. We're going to sing.